Hi, it's Wendy, work culture revolutionary, and on today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast, we are talking about abolishing hustle culture. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook, a work culture podcast for people who lead people. This unpublished book turned podcast is for people leaders who want to create 21st century work cultures that look nothing like, but this is how we've always done it. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And if you are wondering if why and how ethical leadership and business can coexist, then you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast, the 52-part weekly series that includes tips and topics and discussions and some bonus episodes that are meant to help you, the people leaders of the world, create a better experience for your employees and teams. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture revolutionary. And today we're gonna be talking about abolishing hustle culture, AKA toxic productivity. And before we talk about this topic, let's talk about what toxic productivity is, because y'all know I love to set up discussions with definitions so we are all speaking the same language. Hustle culture goes by many names these days like toxic productivity, burnout culture, workaholism, the rise and grind, whatever we are calling it. It's the social pressure to constantly be producing and working and not just about the constant working, but also that if you take a break or rest, that means that you're weak or that you're lazy. And the phrase and concepts surrounding quote unquote hustle culture are arguably problematic. And I will link an NPR article in the show notes that will tell you more about that because there is a difference between having to work hard in order to live and working hard to achieve and to be more, more, more because of societal pressures and feeling like you have to prove your worthiness because we all don't have the same privileges. I also want to make the distinction between toxic productivity and a healthy work ethic. Don't confuse the two. I'm not saying don't work hard for things that you want in life because people can be hard workers and also know when it's time to ask for help and when it's time to take a break. And some of us, you know, those kinds of things, asking for help and taking a break will vary depending on our individual resources. Also keep in mind that we can redefine what success looks like for us as individuals, and it will look different for each of us. So for the sake of today's episode, we are talking about toxic productivity within the context of our workplaces and the employee experience. 
What if I told you one way to be our best selves is to take a nap? Does that sound radical? It isn't really, and here's why. We need fuel to be our best selves, and rest is fuel. Also take into consideration this productivity equation, if productivity is your desired outcome. Did you know that some of the most common causes of work-related stress are long hours, heavy workload, and tight deadlines? Stress really puts the kibosh on engagement. You know what helps with stress? Being well-rested. So let's review this math lesson. Stress decreases engagement. Rest decreases stress. Therefore, rest increases engagement. Those algebra classes we took did pay off. And our brains resist rest because we are stuck in a burnout culture mentality. We link our worth to our work. And it's worse now because many of us wake up and we are literally at work. Having a full life that does not center work is important, and not just to me, but to your workforce. Because for the first time in history, there are five generations currently in the American workforce, with Generation Z and Millennials on deck to make up the bulk of that. Guess what motivates them? Quality of life having some sense of balance in our lives and not prioritizing work so much. With all of this said, the motivation for taking a nap shouldn't be to be more productive, slay the day. Our humanity and well-being come first for ourselves and for our team members. If we really want to abolish burnout culture, in our workplaces, making time and space for the team to rest for no other reason than we need it is a great place to start. And also think about if you truly want to abolish burnout culture in your workplace, what's going on right now that's upholding the burnout culture? the attitudes, the schedules, and so on. And here's a hot tip. Rest is not synonymous with sleep. Rest comes in many forms, and sleep is just one of them. I'm going to link a, an amazing resource in the show notes for an article on the seven types of rest by Sandra Dalton Smith, M.D., and this article was a part of Ted's How to Be a Better Human series. Intriguing. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of questions today to reflect on for yourself as a leader and also to open up a conversation with your team to check in with them. The first question is, how will you rest today? And the second is for you, 
Does your team have access to rest throughout their day? And again, rest does not equal sleep. Check out the seven types of rest article I will link in the show notes. I hope this episode has been helpful for you to maybe reframe some things in your brain. And I thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Conrad, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends. Want to send an email for the mailbag segment? I'd love to answer your work culture questions or hear your bad boss or toxic workplace stories to be shared right here on the podcast. Email me at wendy at yourhappyworkplace.com. Want to support the podcast and my work? Contribute at throwconfettiatme.com. Yes, you heard that right. Throwconfettiatme.com. It's an actual website. My dog agrees. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.